This message comes from NPR sponsor Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, whose scientists played a substantial role in developing more than half the drugs approved by the FDA in the last five years. Dana-Farber Cancer Institute is changing lives everywhere. DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. The Ukrainian military isn't releasing the number of soldiers they've lost in the fight with Russia. That's what they said when we asked. But a U.S. defense analyst estimates more than 1,500 were killed in just the first five days of this war. And across Ukraine, fallen soldiers are beginning to come home. Here in Lviv, at a Ukrainian Greek Catholic church, hundreds gather to receive the bodies of two men, killed on the front lines in Russia's war on Ukraine. Outside the church, six soldiers lift one ornate wooden coffin onto their shoulders. They carry Victor Dudar, a journalist turned soldier. He was 44. Another six men lift a second coffin, Ivan Kaversnev, a 24-year-old lieutenant. Inside, everyone kneels. Men in uniform lead the procession with two crosses, one for Victor, the other for Ivan. Coffins are carried in behind them, and then the families follow. Holy God, holy mighty, a priest sings, holy immortal, have mercy on us. The mourners look on, flowers in their hands. Four priests perform the funeral service, and then one begins to speak of the slain men. After eight years of war, he says, they will join the army in heaven. Even there, those killed will continue to fight for their homeland. On each side of the coffins, the families of the men listen stoically, making the sign of the cross in unison with the hundreds who came to mourn with them. One of the priests swings the censer above the two coffins, praying for their salvation. The smoke billows, infusing the air with the sweet smell of frankincense. Everyone follows the pallbearers out into the street, where two vans are waiting to take the caskets to the cemetery. The procession continues at Lviv's historic cemetery, past the sculptures adorning the graves of Ukrainian cultural and political icons, down to a section where Ukrainian forces killed in conflict with Russia are buried. It continues to the two plots where the men will be laid to rest. Soldiers deliver a 21-gun salute as the bodies are lowered into the ground. Relatives wail. A woman cries out to God. Another sobs, my child. Haltingly, the mourners sing Ukraine's national anthem. It's the final goodbye. (laughs) 
A journalist colleague of Victor's pulls me aside to share a video. Victor's last toast in their newsroom. He says, believe in yourself, be strong, and support the armed forces of Ukraine. Mikola Savelyev looks on in uniform. Eight days ago, he says, he was the editor of a newspaper called Town Hall. Oh. I'm your colleague. You're my colleague. Victor was his friend, a fellow journalist, and his comrade in arms. They let me go to, to visit this funeral of my, my friend Victor Duda. His friend was killed in the Mykolaiv region in the south of Ukraine. He says the Russians were laying in wait when Victor's unit arrived. Victor's group went forward, but my son-in-law got behind. A lot of people are going to be buried in Lviv region. Soldiers aren't the only ones being slain. Russian forces have killed hundreds of civilians. Mikola calls it a war crime. I want to add that uh, I'm not ready to, to die, but I'm ready to kill right now. Is Victor the first friend that you've lost in this war? He gestures to the graves behind him. Fighters killed from 2014 on. You can see all those crosses, those people died, and every fifth person I knew personally. At Victor's graveside, his wife Oksana stands with their daughter. In Oksana's arms, she carries the folded flags that draped her husband's casket. If you could just tell me about Victor. I met Victor uh, when we were students, and he was always kind. They were always together. And there was only one day in their lives he didn't call, the first time he fought against the Russians eight years ago. And this time, did he volunteer to go back, and did you ask him not to? Yes, he, he went as a volunteer, but I didn't say no to that because I knew that even if I would say that, you, you cannot really change his mind. If he feels, he would go. In order to support him, I once I said, it's better to be a widow of the hero than the, than the wife of the person who is afraid. I was crying a lot before, but today I was standing and I was proud of this, and I know that he wanted, because he, he was saying so many times, it's better to, to die in the fight. Wooden crosses stand in the soil where Victor and Ivan are buried. Next to them, three open graves. Three more soldiers will be put to rest tonight. This message comes from NPR sponsor Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Thanks to Dana-Farber's foundational work, protein degradation can target cancer-causing proteins and destroy them right inside the cell. Learn more at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. 
This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR. What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as the Black experience, you'll hear... It means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.